Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello. <laughs> Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. We're actually pre-recording this ahead of Tuesday's episode on a Saturday morning when really we should be relaxing. Relaxing? relaxing? Is that a thing? <laughs> relaxing. I mean, relaxing before children came along on a Saturday morning. I was actually talking, I was like evangelizing about my my pre-children Saturday mornings where I used to live in West London and I'd wake up, you know, having had like a really fun night out the night before and then I'd walk down, I'd go get some eggs, some like mooch around Portobello, go get the papers, just like, potentially maybe just have a little sleep on the sofa. Um, oh and now God, it's like, well, you've just got back from ballet morning, haven't you? And we're going yeah. out scooting and bike riding now and then we're doing this and it's like a kid's party. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's like Saturday mornings. There's no difference, actually, from, no. from a weekday. In fact, they're probably a bit busier than a weekday, to be honest with you. But I am going away tomorrow for the night with James <laughs> on our own. No kids. Can't wait. Really, oh my really, really excited. I know. I know. So needed. It's actually James's birthday tomorrow. And um, I know we do get like the odd, you know, weekend here and there when my mum and my mum and dad have the kids. Yeah. But we haven't actually been like properly like away to a hotel no, you for haven't. so long mm. um, because James is basically working two jobs at the moment so yeah. we don't get very much time um, have you so packed yes, have so you packed excited. your sexy lingerie um no in fact I hadn't even thought about that so to be honest I'll be packing my button-up pajamas <laughs> oh, <Georgia>! <laughs> um I mean it's just me that's how I come I think James would be wondering if I started buying sexy lingerie he'd be wondering who I was having an affair with he'd be thinking what is go- what is going on she's tipped she's tipped up in an agent provocateur set with it <laughs> yes. with which is with a little whip and a pair of heels and it's like mm, yeah. who else is she yeah. sleeping with if agent provocateur came up on a credit card bill James <laughs> would be questioning me and probably like tracking my car or something because that's he would hysterical. be wondering what the hell is going on that's um, Cool. But yeah, we'll have an amazing really time. Nice. Thank you. And I'll let you all know. Exactly. All <laughs> the juicy details. We're well, not too many when you get back. Um, now we need to get into the chat today because it was a real, real, I guess, like 
I don't know, just felt like we were sitting down with someone that we'd known our whole lives, I think, talking yeah. to this this lady. And and I think because, I mean, I have watched her forever. She is a TV presenter that I used to look up to when I was, you know, I'm a, li- I'm a little bit younger than her, just a tiny bit, um, when I was a teenager and kind of wanting to be a presenter. And mm. she's just done so many things with her career. She's always yeah. stood by her beliefs. She's always been very kind of outspoken, honest, real, raw. What you see is what you get. Super smart cookie. And I love the fact that we were talking to somebody that actually had a teenage boy. I know. We haven't, we haven't done that. We haven't had that chat. No, and we usually speak to people who have kids around the same age as us or, you know, slightly older, slightly younger. And it's really nice when you get an insight into, you know, someone who's been through everything we've been to. And I, I guess we look at teenage years like, oh, that's when we'll be getting our lives back. But actually, it just brings up a whole different set of challenges. And I think we've learned now from this that you actually never stop worrying and there's always going to be something going on. Yeah. And also the all of the stuff around, um, you'll hear it, but all the stuff around single parenting, that yeah. was really interesting too, a real kind of insight into what, what it's like. So let's just, let's get on with it. George, who are we chatting to today? Today, we are chatting to Kate Thornton. So starting off the intro today by saying that we bloody love this woman. Uh, she has been on our screens for a very long time. But uh, I, I guess... Well, kind of the, the biggest thing, being 22 years old, being the youngest ever editor of Smash Hits magazine, but more importantly, the only female at that time, right? Um, she's yeah. nodding. She's nodding furiously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, started her telly career in the 90s. She's been absolutely going from strength to strength um, and is a wonderful podcaster as well. She's got White Wine Question Time, which I'm going to be appearing on in a couple of weeks. So I'm very excited yeah. about that. Today's guest is Kate Thornton. Thanks. And you're recording in your son's bedroom and we love that. Well, because I finally, after however, well, you know, coming up for two years since we first locked down, right? Give yeah. or take. Um, I finally conceded defeat and this sort of home office that I had upstairs, which sometimes doubled up when we had a full house uh, as a spare room. I've just gone, no, it's got to be a studio. So I'm, I'm actually making a proper home studio. So for now... I'm sat talking to you, yes, in my son's bedroom. I've moved the punch bag uh, out of shot. <laughs> it's a total lads pad. Yeah. Do you know what? It's really funny because we all started <laughs> off recording in like various like aesthetically pleasing parts of our houses. Like, oh, yeah, this looks care. really great. And now look where we all are in the bedroom. I used to wear makeup and stuff as well. Don't bother with that so much either. I know. I was thinking about that the other day, though. When we first started like filming these podcasts for socials, we used to be like, "Oh no, I can't, I can't do ten o'clock because I'm at the gym before that, and I need to wash my hair." And now it's literally like roll out of bed. Roll. <laughs> yeah. Although not today. Sit up. Yeah, I know you're fully glam today, aren't you? You're glam. You're both glam. You've got a wave yes. in your hair, and you're wearing sequins. Yeah. What's going on? Sequins. What memo did I not get? Kate, we just wanted to get dressed up for you, basically. Thanks, guys. Um, so I forgot to say in my intro that, of course, you are mum. And and yeah. I guess it's maybe potentially a, a part of your life that you don't necessarily discuss well, or that I kind of did my research and had a little look around today. But like being mum, how important is that to you? Oh, it's everything. And I'll talk about it until the cats come home. But people tend not to be interested because there's no big sexy news line in it. Um, because I just, I, I mean, literally... The moment I, I think from the moment I knew I was pregnant, it was it was the start of the greatest love affair of my life, and it's been the most incredible job to uh, to to raise this. I mean, my son's called Ben, and he's 
I mean, I'm biased, obviously, but he's a good lad. Um, he's got good bones. I don't know where he got them from. They're not from me. <laughs> um, but from from the, from that moment on, life changed. I say to him, you put all the colours in my rainbow. Ah, oh, that's so nice. And it's so true, isn't it? Yeah, there's a great song by Khalees called Acapella. Yeah. And I used to listen to that all the time when I was pregnant. And... And the lyric is, before you, my whole life was a cappella. Mm. And, and mm. that's probably a really good way of describing it. He's, yeah, he's, he's just, it's, it's been, and I never, I never knew if I would be a natural or if I would adapt to it because I'd always been such a worker bee. Mm. Um, and yeah, 13 years in, he's still alive. <laughs> still loves you. He talks to me. Yeah. I still get a kiss and a cuddle, so oh. it, it's it's all good. It's all good. That's the thing that I always worry about. And Georgia is as well is is mum to a to a boy Axel. So we've both got the boy loves, and we always say that it's kind of the biggest love affair that you'll ever have. Without it's weird because it's not a romantic love. So all of the men that we've been in love with in our past, it's different to that, but it's the same intensity. But you know, it's never going to finish. So it's really hard to describe the love you yeah. feel for your son. It's interesting. I always ask this of all of my friends, especially like for example. Um, Mylene Class, who's a really good friend of mine, she's, mm. so she's just had Apollo, having been a mother to two daughters. And she's like, it's different. It is so different. Um, my friend Nicole Appleton has yeah. just, uh, you know, her son's now 18. She's, she's just, you know, when he was 17, I think she had Skipper, her first her, her daughter. And it's like, she's like, yeah, it is. It, it is different. So I, I, I've got no comparable, obviously. Um, I'd love, I, you know, I, I love hearing this because I think there is, I don't know, Maybe there is an intense love line between mums and sons. I don't know. I think the moment you become a parent, you just fall to the bottom of your own list. And I was really ready for that. I was 35 when I had Ben. So I felt like um, I'd I'd done everything and more than I'd ever dreamed of doing. Like I already felt like the world's biggest competition winner. And then when he was born, I was like, no way. This is the win. This is the best prize. This is the best competition win ever. Yeah. But I've promised myself, because we've all dated these guys, right? I'm not going to raise some mummy's boy that that girlfriends or boyfriends hate, right? Because we've all born that cross, right? I mean, without going into too much detail, because I'm just not sure if she listens to the podcast or not, but my (laughs) mother-in-law... Um, it's 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 so interesting to see that and what kind of happened to her, I guess, when I came along because I was I I hopefully offered her everything like I wanted to. I wanted my mum didn't doesn't live in this country, so I was like looking for a mum, you know, just like desperate to have that. And then there was this tussle going on, and I was thinking, I don't want to fight with you. Like I love him; he's yours; he'll always be yours. But can he be mine a bit as well? And can we all just work in harmony together? And I hopefully I made it quite easy. But for a while there, it, it wasn't. It wasn't easy. And I and I really and Dozer always reminds me of that. He's like, you don't want to do what my my mum did at the wedding. And I'm like, no, because she was like that front row, wishing <laughs> she was up there. <laughs> Did she look like she was at the worst day of her life yes. while you're having your best? <laughs> I feel like, do you know what? We're laughing, but I literally feel like this will be me. Like, even at school, if someone jokes like, oh, um, at, you know, such and such fancies Axel. Oh, my God. Something inside me, like, just flares up. And I think, <gasps> what do you mean? <laughs> He's mine. <laughs> Don't. But I find it so hard well, to even at the age of five. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, it's awful. See, I don't, I, I don't, I don't feel that. I don't feel that. I feel like I've got a massive responsibility to turn out a, a young man 
that whatever his choices are yeah. is a great partner for somebody. And I don't, I don't ever feel like I won't be, I, that, that the place I have in his heart isn't permanent and there forever. Um, I don't, I, I never think like that. Yeah. I just hope, I just hope it's, you know, it just doesn't pick an arsehole. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When you've got to pretend to like, go, oh no, they're great. But the thing is, is they might end up with an arsehole. And totally. And you've just got to ride that out. <sighs> But, you know, if his romantic life is anything like mine, I'm sat here talking to you as a 48-year-old single mother. So, you know, listen, there's a lot of frogs. Yeah. Kiss away, my friend. Yeah. How old How yeah. old was Ben when you when you separated from his dad? Super young, like yeah. 20 months. Yeah. 20 months. Yeah. That, must have been, that yeah. must have been really tough to kind of pick yourself up and get on with it as a single mum. But I imagine knowing you the way that I do, you were like that. Let's go. Not so much, no, actually. It oh. completely knocked me off my feet. Did and it? it came at a time when I was doing a live daily TV show that was all focused around us talking about our lives, loose women. Um, I grieved. I grieved my family unit so bad. I mean, yeah. I never, ever, to this day, I still believe that it was the right decision. Mm. Um, but I didn't think that my family would look like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, that there would just be two of us, um, and now there it's just two of us, and that's great. And I'm so, and I never apologize for it because um, I think actually single parents get a really bad rap. We are like the superheroes of society. Absolutely, we're doing we're doing the job of two people, and we quite often do it without complaint. And um, for a long time, I just I never I would never have said something like this, for example. You know, I would never have highlighted it or gone you know it's really hard it's really hard it is mm. it's really hard uh when you are all things at all times to your child you're the breadwinner uh you're the worker bee you're the mother you're the father you know I am I am always there at Sunday football that's the, because if I don't go you know who's gonna go, who's gonna go? Yeah. it's that right so it's tough it is tough and I think um that we need to applaud single parents um a little bit more and when I was growing up it, there was such a shame attached to well you know she's on her own with those kids like hang on a minute you, you know just change that you know she's on her own with those kids isn't she yeah. amazing yeah. right because that's that's the the narrative change that we need and I'm really happy to talk that up because um yeah it's been the best thing I've ever done and the hardest thing I've ever done and uh, it isn't what I the shape of my family is what I thought it was going to be when I left hospital with my baby in my arms. Um, I'm really proud of us. Yeah. Yeah. Has Ben ever asked any questions around, you know, like the breakdown of your relationship and how, how has that been? Uh, Age appropriate is how it's been. So it changes through the years. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of stuff they don't need to hear. Um, and you have to really work that out. Well, I think what's interesting is for me, when he was four and he went to school, I went back to school and I studied to become a counsellor and it became a massive part of what I learned mm-hmm. um, and studied was sort of dealing with children who are effectively, you know, having a hard time. Mm-hmm. And I guess for any child that, I mean, my son can't remember his dad ever living with us. He has no right. memory of that whatsoever. Um, but he knows that, you know, he knows that his dad doesn't. That other other kids have dads at home, for example. So those mm. natural those questions come up naturally. Mm. Um, I know some people say, "Just be really honest." You can't. You can't because sometimes the honest answer is really painful. Um, so you just have to you have to dial it up as as they get older. And 
and make sure that you just put their feelings first because there's so much point scoring sometimes in mm. the demise of a relationship and you should never uh, I mean yeah you should never ever use your child's um, emotional well-being no. as a sort of, sort of beating board really for your own anger and frustration Mm. We, we, we have it a lot with Isla. So my my husband does came with Isla and we have her for a week on week off. But until we got to this place of harmony, there was a lot of shit. There was a lot of shit, which Isla doesn't know about when she was a baby. And there was X, Y and Z and stuff I can't talk about. But she's now asking questions like she mm. watched. I don't know whether it was Mrs. Doubtfire the other day. And she was like, There's, that's a courtroom there on the telly. They're fighting over who goes and lives with it. Did, my, did mommy and daddy ever do that? And Dozzle wasn't there. And I was like, no, um, no, no. I just think we don't talk about it now. And I just completely flawed me because I'm really open and honest with her, but it's not my job, it's not my role. Yes. And I want to protect her. And it's, you know, she's not my child, you know, she's my stepdaughter, but she's not my, it, it was really hard, but she does want to know. That's a really, really difficult place to find yourself in. So, and mm. I really, I really, um, I really do feel for you there. I think always just put them first and then you'll never yeah. put a foot wrong. Mm, yeah. um, and I, you know, what I've come to celebrate with Ben is how different everybody's families look, but that love is love, right? So, so he has two younger sisters, um, and their mum is just a remarkable woman. And I always said um, that I would have been, we would have been friends had yeah. we met socially, you know. So I'm very lucky with that. Um, they, they are now a single parent unit, um, in as much as she's no longer with his father, their father. Uh, Ben's father what I try to do now is I try to celebrate the family unit that we have with Ben so for example he has two younger sisters who he absolutely loves and adores and I love and adore them because they are our family right and their mum Gemma is no longer with their dad Ben's dad but they are our family and mm. so for example I'm speaking to you on a Thursday yeah on Saturday they're coming over we're doing Lightopia um, up at the local park where all the Christmas lights are up um, then we're going to Winter Wonderland just before Christmas to make sure that the children are very much in each other's lives because yeah. there is no denying the love that they have for each other and, and and also there's no denying the admiration Gemma and I have for each other as we raise our children, this, the, the, the units that we have. And yeah. I'm really proud of the fact um, that we are so tight and solid and that the kids have that brilliant relationship with one another. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've sort of said to her, sometimes, you know, you just have to look at what washes up on the shore. And for us, this is it. We are a family. And I'm and I'm, I'm never going to hide away from that. I'm just going to celebrate it and rinse the love out of it and squeeze it really hard. And, you know, our children will grow up seeing that two women came together because they loved their children so much and became great friends as a result of it. And that is something to be, um, yeah. And what great about. role models. Yeah, and what great role models to your children. Where Gemma and I win is that we put our kids first, right? Yeah. Their happiness, their connection, their relationship drives every every what has driven the fact that we we can we go out and we socialize and we mm. hang out together as a family. And actually what's grown out of that that really honorable intention is a great friendship with me and her. It's really and, lovely. That's and it amazing. enriches it enriches our lives in ways that I'd never expected. So yeah, you know what? We might be not the family units we both thought we'd be. Yeah. <laughs> when we came out of hospital with our babies, 
but I'm bloody proud of what we've what we've become. And isn't it incredible that that can come from where you thought you were going to be to where you are now? And this whole you know two two point four children thing that maybe we were conditioned to see images on the telly, things that we've read in magazines, you know, maybe where we've come from in our own families. Almost you grow up thinking, well, that's what I am going to emulate. That's what I have to have because that's what my family had, or that's what I saw my friend's family had. But actually you find your own way with families. And I fell in love with someone who came with a daughter. I didn't think that that was going to happen either. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, I don't want, I don't think I want someone with a kid. It's like Isla is the best gift that he could have given to me because I t- I've learned how to love another person's child like she's like they're my own. Yeah. But I think also the, uh, you know, I, I, I walked a similar path to you in uh, an earlier relationship. And what blew my mind was, um, the understand like the difference of, of understanding that I have now as a mother to the very very good intentions I had as a single woman who just mm. didn't understand uh, what it was to be a mother. And I think sometimes I look back on that particular scenario and think, gosh, I'd really wish that I had, um, I don't know, known more, understood better, um, whilst I sort of pulled on my slingbacks and stomped around trying to be really helpful but probably being really quite irritating <laughs> yeah but then you're not given you're not given like lessons on how to be no, a step no. parent at school it's like it would have been really helpful to go into it and be like always think of the child like even just messaging that we're never we never even we don't see it anywhere you just have to find your way and I think a lot of a lot of you know parents who are step parents at the beginning of the relationship, they find that they can't find their place and they feel either mm. jealous or they feel left out. And I always say to those people, I'm like, you think of that child because fundamentally that child wants their parents to be together, whatever that looks like for them. So if you can try and find a way to support, nurture and nourish and explain in a really healthy way, then you're going to become mates with them and that's that's all you can ask for really. Yeah, and I think, you know, I then had the experience um, of being, the, the shoe being on the other foot, of wel- yeah, welcoming of Gemma, you know, Gemma into... Um, the equation when she started dating Ben's dad, you know, and How she was that? She, she was amazing. So um, yeah, I mean, it. I was, I was emotionally, I was okay with it in as much as you know he's, and, and you know, I know some people could put. They're going to go off and create some sort of family with your with your child. I never thought that for a second. I'm very confident in the relationship that I have with my son, even when he was teeny tiny, and he was teeny tiny then, um, kind of around the age of your kids, I'd say, actually. Um, so no, it was okay. I think sometimes the idea of it is more more frightening or disconcerting than the actual reality, as long as everybody is mindful. And I do sound like some old, you know, wokey tweet preacher here, but you just, you know, I, I, I watched her walk into that scenario because I'd been that woman yeah. before, and so I understood how awkward and anxious she must have been feeling. Um, and now I was, you know, the, the, the shoe was on the other foot and it was my son. And all I wanted her to know was, listen, he has a snack at this time. He naps. He really needs his naps, right? Yeah. Because, you know, this, that and the other. And, you know, this blanket has to go to bed with him. And this is his favorite teddy bear. For God's sake, don't put it in the washing machine. I know it's disgusting, but he likes it that way. That kind of stuff. You know, all of those little shorthand notes and then you you know and I think also we went into it with with pretty good intentions which was let's all get along yeah let's try to make this work and and I asked to meet her on my own for a coffee before she met him oh that's amazing yeah and was she quite responsive to that yeah yeah she was great and you know subsequently I've been in relationships where I've been in a partnership with somebody who had children and that would be absolutely my suggestion is well look before I meet the kids should I should I meet their mom 
yeah. that's you know that I always extend that as an invitation because yeah. it's it's you know it's the most precious thing in the world your kids um and you just yeah you want to you, you know I think that that for us felt like the best way to open up bringing other people in we'll be right back after this short break 
I mean, how long you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, about half an hour. No. Yeah, well, no, what comes to mind, you know, any difficult conversations? Difficult conversations are often the most valuable if they're handled well. Yeah. So I, really, I really believe in that. Um, right, okay, let me push this back to you girls, right? Imagine that you suddenly ended up without your partners, right? How different would your parenting experience be? If we, di- if we didn't have our partners? Yeah, and they weren't around and there was no kind of like every other weekend scenario it's just you 24 7 365 a year I think first off I'd be exhausted um but second do you know what I I think about this sometimes because my husband has gone from being around all the time to not around very much and in a weird way I find some of it easier because I can get on with things and make my own decisions and not you know definitely that's true right it's your way or the highway yeah 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 I think there's a lot to be said Mm -hmm. for that that you get you get to make what you think is the right calls all the time without any compromise so that's definitely yeah that's definitely a a positive that you could find if is I don't know if it's a positive um I don't know. It's a thing. Let's just call it a thing. It's a thing. Okay. I, I, I think mine would be a lot more. Um, I, I'm so emotional. So Dozer just puts a. I, I, I don't have any gauge on my emotions. So I can't be like, oh, this is being irrational or, you know, I'm going over the top there. I'm just this wild Scorpio that's quite difficult to tame sometimes. Whereas he does it really, really well. So my, I think my kids would be more like, he keeps us like that. Dozer's, Dozer's a lot calmer than I am. Right. I wouldn't want to do it on my own. I wouldn't know how to. But, but you listen. could. But yeah, so I didn't want to, and no. I didn't think I knew how to. But and you smash you do, but yeah, you, you but do. you do, you just do it. I think on a practical level, it, it it puts it. You know, you can be. I think I spent years hanging by a thread, <laughs> uh, especially when he was younger. Always desperately one eye on the clock. Got to be, got to be there to pick him up. Got to be at work to do that. Got to be, got to be, got to be, got to be, got to be. Got no food. Oh God, got to get the food in. Got to get this. Got to get that. There was just, it was. Yeah, that, that that was. I look back yeah. on that and I, wow, how did I do that? So no. much easier now. He, like, you know, he's 13. So if I can't grab him from school, well, I don't get him from school anymore. He gets the train home, you know, and he prefers it that way. I can ring him and say, oh, I finished work early today. Do you want me to come and get you? No, you're all right, <laughs> mum. <laughs> yeah. Teenage yeah, boy. Know, so, so, you know, a lot of that, I think a lot of it was the practicalities and um, just the fact that you're always on, right? So, mm. I'd love, it sounds like such a silly thing, but he loves football so much, right? And I will drive him to any match, any training session, anywhere, because he gives his life to that game. And I love his passion for it. Mm. But it means that I can't, for, and it sounds so lame, this, but I'd really love to have some friends over for Sunday lunch. Yeah. And I, but, but we can't because we play football every Sunday and we never know what time until Thursday the kickoff is on a Sunday or where it's going to be. So it's just like, Sometimes it would be really nice to go, oh, you know, blah, blah can take you. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but to you share the load. But, but equally, I've cooked 100,000, that's an exaggeration, meals for my friends over the years. And I will again, because this is just a phase. And I think if I could give any advice to any, to my younger parenting self, it would be just, just, just keep an eye on how quickly it flows and moves and changes because everything's a phase. Mm. Um, and I don't know that it ever gets any easier. It just becomes difficult in different ways, you know? So I don't know that the level of challenge ever goes, but what you're challenged by is is what changes. And I've never fallen out of love with being a parent. I've never had a day where I think, oh, I can't do this. I love, love, love that child. I love raising them. I think it's an honour to be able to do that. 
That's really amazing. Do. That's amazing that you've said that because I think there's probably been how, how many days George and I have WhatsApped each other going, I'm not sure I can do this anymore. <laughs> and then George is like, no, no, calm down, calm down. But you do get those moments. And again, going back to being a single parent, if you don't have that, if you don't have somebody there with you being mm. like, do you know what? You take a moment and I'm going to handle this. That must be, well, it's twice as hard. Yeah, it's twice as hard. I will talk with you about this on our, my podcast. So, but what, the one thing I couldn't understand is how you did um, a newborn with perimenopause because I'm I'm in, in perimenopause now. So mm-hmm. just as my son's hitting his his um, his own hormonal yes. uh, tsunami yes. of puberty, I am you know I'm I'm sort of backing up the drive, doing my own version uh, in reverse. And it's really hard. So I take my hat off to you because it's probably one of the most bewildering experiences I've ever known emotionally and mentally. So to go through that whilst trying to look after two young children, I I have massive respect for that. Thank you. Well, you know, you know how hard it, how hard it can get. And like, it's not Mm. me, it's not us trying to be, you know, this isn't victim stuff here. It's like you said, it's scary shit. And again, because you don't know, like I never had a conversation about menopause during school. I don't know what was going to happen to me at any point. I didn't know my eggs were going to run out. I didn't know any of it. And I didn't know how it was going to make me feel because it's not like you've ever gone through it before. Well, and also Mm. everybody experiences it differently. So, you know, they say there's 30, five symptoms of menopause I, I reckon that they need to get Carol Vorderman in to do the maths because I'd say there's a lot more loads more <laughs> yeah. loads more and and it's great that we could talk about it and you know and I will literally crowbar it into every conversation now because I just think oh my god it's like this silent dam has been broken and all of these conversations need to just flow into everyone's ears not just women you know I keep saying to my son I keep trying to explain to him why I might spot there was one day where we were driving to a friend's <laughs> I just started crying in the car because I think I was listening to, I don't know what station I had on, but Elton John, something about the way you look tonight came on, right? And I just thought, I love the sentiment of that song and how amazing would it be to have somebody that just thought I looked amazing in this moment where I feel utterly invisible and dreadful and forgetful and clumsy and just, I mean, just like every negative emotion you could probably attach to yourself. I was like a Christmas tree hanging with baubles that were just full of negatives, right, you know? And yeah. and then you hear that song and I just started to cry. And, and Ben just looked at me and he went, what, 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 what? Why are you crying? Like nobody said anything. And I just tried and I just pulled over and I was like, I don't know, I've got no control over my emotions. And he's yeah. like, Mum, I feel like that sometimes. Sometimes I have feelings that I don't understand. And we had a really cool conversation about it. And I just said, like, I can't promise this is going to be the last time that I'm going to cry to Elton John or anything. But um, it's just how I am. And it's like, there's, there's no shame in it. I'm not going to hide it from you. And it's super important that you understand that other women in my age bracket, like it might be a teacher at school having a bad day. Just don't yeah. judge too harshly, right? Because everybody's... Nobody wakes up wanting to be this hot mess every day. No, <laughs> it <yeah>. just happens. <laughs> and we we actually both talk about this though, don't we? That there's a lot of things that we will talk to our boys about that maybe our partners didn't, you know, didn't mm. know about. I like definitely, I mean, my husband had would have no idea about menopause. Actually, probably had it not been for you, though, because I've spoken to him about it because you spoke to me about it. It's not yeah. something that ever was discussed in my family. But also, you know. Axel's got a younger sister, Gigi, and you know when she starts her periods or things, it will be a conversation that I definitely want to have. And yeah. it, it, it's 
had it not been for this podcast and had it not been for the conversations that we all have, I maybe would not have even thought about it. But now mm. I realise how important it is to 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 talk about everything, Front especially up. with our yeah. with our boys. Yeah. Do you know what? And it's it's um, you know the bit I'm passionate about is not not telling people what to do, but just sort of educating people to say, you know, did you understand for it? Do do people understand for example? I had one friend recently who said to me, she's displaying all perimenopause symptoms. And I'm like, look, HRT will really help. Or it might not, but you know what? It's definitely it helps it helps most of most of the women that try it. And I would just, you know, I definitely and she said, um, I just wanted to try it the natural way because, you know, maybe this is what Mother Nature intended. I'm like, look, fuck Mother Nature. She is no sister. I'm telling you. Mother Nature would not do this to another woman. So you can, she can park Mother Nature right now. If you're a diabetic, would you try to cope with that insulin? Of course you wouldn't. And this, no. we're in like a massive estrogen deficiency. Now, you remember how crazy we can be straight after we've had babies because our hormones are popping everywhere. Well, that that is... That is tantamount to kind of what you're living through every day, but in decline, right? So none of the, woohoo, the ups and downs. It tends tends to be this sort of like yep. abyss that you slide into, unless you try to correct it with whatever medication works for you. And listen, some women will go, I'm not taking that. I don't, you know, I want to rub a crystal on my armpit. Great. If that helps you, brilliant. But at least have the information to make an informed decision. So some women will say, I don't have any any symptoms whatsoever of, of the menopause, so I don't need HRT. Well, possibly, but estrogen is, like, if you just take that, uh, you have to eat with progesterone if you have a womb, but, like, it's more effective against heart disease than statins, right? Surely that is a great case in oh, point for yeah. as to why we're, like, heart disease. Like, two-thirds of people that suffer with Alzheimer's are women, if they take HRT, that that decreases massively. Mm. So two massive, like just just two massive things that are a huge. I mean, just a huge drain on the, the NHS. It goes on and on. So I, I feel very strongly about information being passed to people so they can make their own decisions. I just feel like this. There's been like a like a global crisis on women throughout the throughout the decades. It's almost like they've gone, oh fuck them. Like why would they not? No, because it's like we're going through the menopause, right? Why would they not promote HRT and make like okay, certain women can't take it because of the family history of you know breast of cancer course. or whatever. It's but why would they not be saying to everyone? Do you know what? women, you're going to go through this. We can make you feel better by this. No, they've gone, oh, no, you shouldn't take that. And why don't you go away? And why don't you get a flannel or a fan out? It's like, oh, fuck you. Exactly, because, you know, and then you get really angry and ragey. Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, this is red. But no, you're, you're so right, because it is an injustice, right? It is a terrible social injustice that we are, you know, put it this way, if men had the menopause, it wouldn't even be a fucking thing anymore. No. Uh, you know, you can go no. in. Here's the thing, right? This is just shows you the lack of parity. So I can go into a chemist and buy Viagra. Anyone died from not being able to get it up? No. Of course they didn't. But but women actually are withdrawing from the workforce. The suicide rate yeah. of women who are in the ages of perimenopause yeah. and menopause is higher than any other age bracket, right? So I you know, just really testosterone oh well they're a bit edgy about prescribing testosterone because it's a male hormone incorrect female hormone thank you very much that's just that's just wrong right and and why is it why is it not widely available on the extras why do women at their lowest depth when they can't remember shit when they haven't slept when you know their hair's all frizzy from night sweats and you just can't even remember the name of your own children because 
that's where you're at, then have to go in and fight a doctor to get access to the medication that has been proven by NHS guidelines, by the way, that will help them. See, once I start, I won't stop. Oh, no, Kate, I'm totally, we're we're with you, right? And I I, I accidentally ran out the other day. I thought I had another another pack left. And when I went to it, I was like, oh my God, there isn't, and I just went into, you know, a hot flush, obviously, and then called the doctor and they were like, this is the emergency number. You only call this number. And I said, this is an emergency. I said, if I don't get my HRT today, I said, this is going to. Yeah, it knocks you out for days and weeks Days and and weeks if you miss. Yeah. Well, I think a podcast on menopause another time, we'll get Kate back on because she's yeah. she's definitely the ambassador of that space. Not um, at all. I do think there are some brilliant women out there lending their voices. Davina McCall has to be sort of like, yeah. you know, head girl of that. She's incredible. And I would just implore anybody, just, you know what, if you're a woman or even if you're not, just read up on it and educate yourself yeah. because we were all, as women, we'll all go through the menopause. I love it when like, I read a report yesterday where some, uh, no, it was about you, Zoe, right? Um, it said um, that some of your family members, some of the, your mum and somebody else had, and your sister and your grandmother had also experienced the menopause. Well, of course they so fucking have. Yeah. They've got vaginas. I mean, seriously, and that's in a national newspaper. No, don't worry. They, 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 I think the same newspaper, instead of calling us the Made by Mamas podcast, they call oh, us yeah. the Mad by Mamas podcast. So <laughs> there you go. Um, listen, Kate, we've got to go because we've all got things to crack on with. We're going to let you We're going to let you get on with your day, but thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a treat to chat to you. Pleasure, Thanks, pleasure. Kate. <laughs> pleasure. Kate Thornton, what a legend. What a legend. And you know what? One thing I'll take away from that is when she's talking about being a single parent and... Basically, she's she's created something wonderful from what could potentially be a bad situation. She created yeah. like a, a new family unit, I guess. But just saying, take you know, take all of your feelings out of it, and every time you're making a decision, just think about the child and what the mm. best you know what would they want. And actually, you know, whether you're a single parent or not a single parent, that is something that we can all take on mm. um, when we're trying to make decisions for our children and. Um, just putting yourself in their shoes and thinking what's going to make them feel the best what's going to make them feel safe and loved and cared for yeah she's great isn't she she's she's great and she's done that all and also like smashed out the most amazing career path I know she's she's continued and she sort of reinvented herself a couple of times and she's got her podcast and you know she does all this I mean remember back in the day she was like the X Factor presenter I mean pre pre Derma it was Kate yeah yeah I mean, she's been around for so long and done so much. I know. I mean, she should be about 105, but she's not. <laughs> like, uh, you know, just you just think of all the th- I know. You think of all the things she's done. And like you say, she's still reinventing herself. She's got a podcast. She's got so much other stuff going on. Mm. Um, oh, absolute inspiration. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I'll let you know how it is when I go on her podcast. Yes. She's, she said she's already written down my questions. So I'll be, um, I know. I was like, I sent her a message afterwards going, can you just send them to me ahead of time? she was like no uh, so yeah we'll um i'll let you know how that goes but um massive thank you to kate because obviously a lot of that stuff you know it is quite personal and as i said at the it beginning is. when we first started talking she doesn't necessarily open up that much about it so no. it was really really great to get an insight into it and um yeah we love her here on made by mama so thank you kate um and thank you so much for listening as always we would love you to rate review subscribe and give the uh, podcast a little follow if you have time to that'd be amazing yeah please do and tag us in your pictures when you're listening we love to see it um, and also our dms are always open we're on at made by mummers so any feedback please just drop us a message and we'll be back on friday
Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the wonderful Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.